0: Section 85 of Curiosities of Literature, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Curiosities of Literature, Volume 1 by Isaac Disraeli. Tragic Actors. Montfleury. A French actor was one of the greatest actors of his time for characters highly tragic. He died of the violent efforts he made in representing Orestes in and the Andromache of Racine. The author of Parnas Réforme makes him thus express himself in the shades. There is something extremely droll in his lamentations, with a severe raillery on the inconveniences to which tragic actors are liable ah how sincerely do i wish that tragedies had never been invented i might then have been yet in a state capable of appearing on the stage and if i should not have attained the glory of sustaining sublime characters i should at least have trifled agreeably and have worked off my spleen in laughing i have wasted my lungs in the violent emotions of jealousy love and ambition a thousand times have i been obliged to force myself to represent more passions than lebrun ever painted or conceived i saw myself frequently obliged to dart terrible glances to roll my eyes furiously my head like a man insane to frighten others by extravagant grimaces to imprint on my countenance the redness of indignation and hatred to make the paleness of fear and surprise succeed each other by turns to express the transports of rage and despair to cry out like a demoniac and consequently to strain all the parts of my body to render my gestures fitter to accompany these different impressions the man then who would know of what i died let him not ask if it were of the fever the dropsy or the gout but let him know that it was of the andromache the jesuit rapin informs us that when Mondory acted herod in the Mariamne of tristan the spectators quitted the theatre mournful and thoughtful so tenderly were they penetrated by the sorrows of the unfortunate heroine in this melancholy pleasure, he says, we have a rude picture of the strong impressions which were made by the Grecian tragedians. Manderie indeed felt so powerfully the character he assumed that it cost him his life. Some readers may recollect the death of Bond, who felt so exquisitely the character of Lusignan in Zara, which he personated when the, an old man, that Zara, when she addressed him, found him dead in his chair the assumption of a variety of characters by a person of irritable and delicate nerves has often a tragical effect on the mental faculties we might draw up a list of actors who have fallen martyrs to their tragic characters several have died on this stage unlike palmer usually in the midst of some agitated appeal to the feelings Footnote. palmer's death took place on the liverpool stage august the second seventeen ninety eight he was in the fifty-seventh year of his age. The death of his wife and his son had some time before thrown him into a profound melancholy, and on this occasion he was unfortunately cast for the agitating part of the stranger. He appeared unusually moved on uttering the words, There is another and a better world, in the third act. In the first scene of the following act, when he was asked, Why did you not keep your children with you?, they would have amused you in many a dreary hour he turned to reply and for the space of about ten seconds he paused as if waiting for the prompter to give him the word says mr whitfield the actor who was then with him upon the stage then put out his right hand as if going to take hold of mine it dropped as if to support his fall but it had no power in that instant he fell but not at full length he crouched and falling so that his head did not strike the stage with great violence he never breathed after i think i may venture to say he died without a pang it is one of the most melancholy incidents connected with theatrical history End of footnote. Brun, who was the french garrick had a most elevated notion of his profession he used to say that tragic actors should be nursed on the lap of queens nor was his vanity inferior to his enthusiasm for his profession for according to him the world might see once in a century a csar but that it required a thousand years to produce a Brun. A variety of anecdotes testified the admirable talents he displayed. Whenever he meant to compliment the talents or merits of distinguished characters, he always delivered in a pointed manner the striking passages of the play, fixing his eye on them. An observation of his respecting actors is not less applicable to poets and to painters. Rules, said this sublime actor, may teach us not to raise the arms above the head, but if passion carries them it will be well done passion knows more than art betterton although his countenance was ruddy and sanguine when he performed hamlet through the violent and sudden emotion of amazement and horror at the presence of his father's spectre instantly turned as white as his neckcloth while his whole body seemed to be affected with a strong tremor had his father's apparition actually risen before him he could not have been seized with more real agonies this struck the spectators so forcibly that they felt a shuddering in their veins and participated in the astonishment and the horror so apparent in the actor davies in his dramatic miscellanies records this fact and in the richardsoniana we find that the first time booth attempted the ghost when betterton acted hamlet that actor's look at him struck him with such horror that he became disconcerted to such a degree that he could not speak his part here seems no want of evidence of the force of the ideal presence in this marvellous acting these facts might deserve a philosophical investigation lequin the french actor who retired from the parisian stage like our garrick covered with glory and gold, was one day congratulated by a company on the retirement which he was preparing to enjoy. As to glory, modestly replied this actor, I do not flatter myself to have acquired much. This kind of reward is always disputed by many, and you yourselves would not allow it were I to assume it as to the money i have not so much reason to be satisfied at the italian theatre their share is far more considerable than mine an actor there may get twenty to twenty five thousand livres and my share amounts at the most to ten or twelve thousand how the devil exclaimed a rude chevalier of the order of st louis who was present how the devil a vile stroller is not content with twelve thousand livres annually and i who am in the king's service who sleep upon a cannon and lavish my blood for my country i must consider myself as fortunate in having obtained a pension of one thousand livres and do you account as nothing sir the liberty of addressing me thus replied lequin with all the sublimity and conciseness of an irritated Arrasmeny, the memoirs of mademoiselle Claron display her exalted feelings of the character of a sublime actress she was of opinion that in common life the truly sublime actor should be a hero or heroine off the stage if i am only a vulgar and ordinary woman during twenty hours of the day whatever effort i may make i shall only be an ordinary and vulgar woman in agrippina or semiramis during the remaining four in society, she was nicknamed the Queen of Carthage" from her admirable personification of Dido in a tragedy of that name End of section eighty five